2: Host of Locked on Rays, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked on Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked on Rays. Also be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join Ulysses and I tonight, 9 p.m., to get in on the conversation. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Well, uh, back by popular demand, I got a lot of positive comments and commentary from listeners out there that Evan Klosky was great last week. In fact, they're like, hey, just fire Ulysses and Kevin and have Evan... Post the Locked On <laughs> Race podcast. So we're, we had we're had getting a lot of some that. of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. My <laughs> inbox was just inundated with that sort of yeah, stuff. So we sure. welcome back again, uh, WTSP sports director, Evan Klosky. Uh, Evan, I don't know how much sleep you got yesterday because you were at the Lightning game, correct? And all that was going on. Yeah.
0: Sleep sleep is few and far between, but we sleep in the off season, right? It's playoff time. So yeah, uh, wild games that I've been traveling back and forth from uh but but yeah, Tampa Bay and Florida are providing a, a heck of a series, the bolts leading two to one, and uh, more excitement coming tomorrow at twelve thirty, or I should say Saturday if you're listening to this. Well, I, yeah, I, I gotta it, I, I gotta say
1: something. You know, Evan was popped back by popular demand, but also the 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 Rays clubhouse probably won it. Evan, to be back on Locked on Rays, because since we recorded that episode, Kevin, yeah. the Rays were about to be swept by the New York Yankees at home. We recorded that on Thursday evening. Rich Hill was amazing on the Hill. They got that W. And since we recorded that episode, look at the Rays. They have been incredible on the roll, on a roll. The offense has been clicking. Evan, can can you speak
0: to uh, something that you you really appreciate about this offense right now? Chad Matola. I mean, uh, really (laughs) getting a lot of praise right now. And, and I want to give him a shout out mostly because I think he was getting, getting a lot, a huge earful for the first couple of months, you know, it was just a couple of weeks ago. I told you guys, I spoke with Eric Neander over a zoom and I said, the offense is scuffling. Like I understand you're not going to bring up Wander Franco and uh, Vidal Brujan immediately. I, I know there's patience in the process, but the offense looks really bad. And, um, you know, they were at 500 at that point. So it still wasn't bad in the record. And he kind of said, look around the league, you know, everybody's scuffling, whatever it might be. And then this past week, holy smokes, uh, just (laughs) completely demolished the Mets, uh, for the most part. And I mean, I don't know, I don't know what they did in Baltimore, but, uh, I don't even know how to properly explain, uh, Randy Arena is back, to, back in playoff form, uh, along with three other people on that team. Yes. Uh, it's it just, there's so, it's so much fun. And when you add up the numbers, I think the runs are what, like, it's like 73 in, in the seven game winning streak or something like that, which is more than the previous uh, 15, 16, 17 games before that. So you're talking about three weeks of offense put into one week. Uh, it's, it, for this It's team. been beautiful. It's been, and, and, and I love that you said it's not only Randy Rosarena, because if you
1: look at the traditional stats right now on the team, you look at batting average, run scores, uh, home runs, RBIs, stolen bases. It's a different guy every time. Joey Wendell le- leading the, the team in average. Randy Rosarena leading the team in runs scored. Mike Zunino with the bombs in the, in the home run department. Austin Meadows with the RBIs, 26. Brett Phillips with the stolen base leader at six. So it's everybody contributing just like we saw last year. And how about Nina? Yeah, I'm telling you, yes, he is on a roll. Look,
2: there's a lot of guys that are going strong right now. And I, we talked about this earlier in the week, Ulysses, where there were so many, I mean, we got an email or two and people reaching out. Hey, when are the Rays, the the Mets fired Shelly Davis. When are the Rays going to fire Chad (laughs) Matola? And my response was, uh, the Rays shouldn't do anything the Mets do. We should do the opposite. (laughs) I know Evan, you as a Mets
0: fan, I'm just thinking, I agree. As a Mets fan, great strategy. Stay far away from that.
2: But let's be honest. Okay. The team had 30 games in 31 days. They had to go on the West coast. Uh, now you have a little bit of time off. You're facing the Orioles like that. That's your opportunity to get back in the fold. You're getting healthier. It might be. I mean, I think we can agree. It's addition by subtraction with Yoshi Sutsugo off the roster. G man. Mm-hmm. Choi is back. Francisco Mejia is back. Kevin Kiermaier, the boys are back in town, basically. And I understand this weekend, four-game wraparound series against the Blue Jays, TD Ballpark is a little bit of a bandbox too. So maybe the offense keeps going that way as well. I do want to posit this question, though. Um, Evan, I know you just got to the Tampa Bay area recently, just getting to watching some Rays games here and there. As of right now, and we know the Rays are on a seven-game winning streak, And Ulysses, I mean, I think we know the answer that you would have for this. But do you see the Rays and what you've seen from them as a playoff team right now? The AL East is stacked. I mean, it's going to be a four-horse race, I think, Mm -hmm. at at least it's showing right now. Even though the Rays have won seven in a row, the Red Sox are still in first place. And then right on the Rays' tail are the Yankees in Toronto. And then we know Baltimore's, you know, they may play spoiler at some point, but it, it could be a grind the rest of the season
0: it's going to be a battle so I still tend to believe the the Red Sox are fool's gold right now I Mm -hmm. okay I feel like they're playing a little over their heads and I mean we're we're getting closer to June so soon I might have to to spin off that take but as of now I'm still sticking to it that I I do think the Red Sox at some point are going to fall off um not significantly, I'm not saying they're going to tank, but I, I don't see them winning the division. I still, think, I still see the Yankees winning the division uh, and taking care of business, even though their pitching is a bit of a weakness. But if we know anything about the Yankees, at the deadline, they will make a deal, they will spend the money. So uh, they'll, they'll reload if they have to, and, and I fully expect them to do that, especially if the Nationals continue to stink it up, then Max Scherzer is going to be gone, mm. because you've got to make that trade. Uh, The Rays, I think, are firmly in there. Uh, The the hitting, it's funny. Entering the season, I wasn't as concerned with the hitting. I was concerned with the pitching. Now, sort of seeing how they're going about their business and going with these three, four-inning lanes. And I know that they were doing that, A, to build up arm strength because of last season not really having a full year. But with the with the personnel they have on this roster, I, I really don't think they need to stretch people out longer. Maybe Rich Hill has earned that right at this point. Wow. Uh, his 20 and two thirds inning streak snapped uh, yesterday in Baltimore with a Trey Mancini home run, but that was the only blemish. The guy continues to, to go out there and chuck it, but, but up and down the list. I mean, you just mentioned it. injuries have been happening with this group all season long. And, and it's just been one guy rotating after another. Louis Patino's out for 10 days. Kiermaier comes back in. And it's just this constant shuffling of, of talent in, in and out of this roster and, and everyone's stepping up. My one concern, I guess, is will the bubble pop on the pitching? Uh, will this system continue to work throughout an entire season versus a smaller sample size? That we'll find out. But on the flip side, I also don't think this offense is as bad as it was showing us the first six weeks of the year. And you're sort of seeing a regression to the mean right now with how they're pulverizing the ball. It seems like we're seeing
2: all three facets working in cohesion right now. Pitching, offense, defense. And the other thing I would say, Ulysses, and you can probably speak to this as well, is uh, going forward, the raised pitching depth, I think, will it should work out in the end because, like, Michael Walker isn't even throwing innings for this team as of yet. Chris Archer, right. now we don't know what if, if we're going to get anything from him, but the Rays, they gave him $6.5 million, so you would think they would have some confidence in him and maybe the idea of, okay, we're going to allow Glass now to pitch deeper into games, Josh Fleming as well, that I think it should all work out. I think they should have enough arms to get through this thing, at least in comparison to other, other ball clubs around baseball.
1: And that's why I have to disagree with uh, Mr. Evan Uh Cloth and Mr. Kevin Weiss himself. I'm I'm alone here on my take. I Look, I think the Red Sox are playing over the head. So I I do agree with that. And their pitching is just they don't have the depth. And the same thing with the Yankees. They don't have the depth. When you look at the Rays' arms, there's just so many potential guys that could throw 80 innings. 80 innings of quality uh, starts. And I think that ultimately will put them uh, above and, and they could get the, the AL East championship. But uh, I, I do agree that the offense didn't worry me as much in the off season, but seeing how cold they can get, that could be ultimately the, the, the biggest thing to worry about. But the pitching has just been incredible. I, I think for the last now 22 games, the bullpen ERA has been under 3 like 2.75 yeah. it's been amazing now how long can they keep that up obviously that that's a question but right now you just got to take it all in as a race fan and and appreciate what the, what the whole club has been doing up and down
2: yeah and this is without Nick Anderson too and maybe Oliver Drake and some other guys that's that row. are coming back into the fold too so uh investing can be complicated but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Um, okay, one thing I want to get to, and this does have a Tampa tie because uh, Tony La Russa is uh, <laughs> Tampa born and bred, I think. I know he went to high school here, college cool. here, and probably has a home or two here as well. Um, is this thing going to last is, is Tony La going to make it through the end of the season with this controversy between your mean Mercedes? And then let's not forget a couple weeks ago, he didn't know the extra innings rule either. And I don't know if that's all totally on him either because maybe a, another coach or somebody in the front office should have informed him of these are some of the changes no. and so forth. Oh, you, you're saying that he needs to know every single rule in the book? Yes. At 76 years old? The
0: rule, I think, has got to be the okay. one that got to know. Okay, I'm just <laughs> I'm trying to... I'm just it a little strategic. bit. That's where you have to be the most strategic, I feel like, when you're putting a runner at second. That's where you have the most variables happening in a game.
1: And again, you're being paid to manage the whole team. So if you don't have the... Uh, um, it's like Alex Cora uh, being the manager in 2019 at Tropicana Field, and the Rays doing a, a, a double switch. And then this paused the game for 19 minutes, people, because Alex Cora couldn't understand it. Again, yeah. if you're a manager, you gotta know these yeah. things. So I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna pull any punches here. Tony La Russa is wrong on both accounts, not knowing that rule, and the whole your Mercedes thing, we, we can yeah. speak about it. But Evan, is are, are we getting crazy with these unwritten baseball rules? We saw that the race tie yesterday, Wilkerson, I think it's his name, Stevie Wilkerson, yep. was pitching for the Orioles and Joey Wendell swung through a 45-mile-an-hour EFIS pitch, curveball mm-hmm. pitch, softball pitch, whatever you want to call it, smiles and then decks it the next time he sees it. Uh, I hope the Orioles are not going to hit Joey Wendell next time up because that would be preposterous, right? Uh, look,
0: my, I, I even tweeted this out. I, I love how position players get to go in on the mound and have some fun. Having said that, if the position player gets thrown out there and he's going to throw a 45 mile per hour EFIS pitch, I don't need it. Just the Orioles walk off the field, just forfeit, just forfeit. I don't like you're wasting our time. And, and it's also screwing with stats. Uh, You know, it's like uh, in the NBA, when they do analytics, they kind of weed out all of the, the BS and, and the the weird heaves and all that stuff. Like, you know, soon we're going to have to get sabermetrics doing, the same thing where it's like, oh, Joey Wendell's home run happened, but we're nice. just going to ignore it because it really doesn't factor into the equation. So yeah, I mean, if a, if a position player wants to go out there and start chucking and, and having fun, I'm all for it. But but that was, you know, to me that's dumb. Uh, whatever. So and and the Tony Larusa thing uh, is just mind boggling on multiple fronts, and it's you know it's obviously a get off your lawn sort of deal, you know, right. he's a dude right now with a business card that has a title and he's trying to flex his muscles and you have to understand that just because you've been in the game a million years, you're not going to earn the respect of your team just because of what you have done in your past baseball life. Um, You know, to me, he's kind of been out of touch for a while. He's, he's never adjusted to the game and, and the movement that we've all seen in, in front of us. Uh, He did that as an executive. I think he was behind the eight ball and showed there in Arizona. And and even now as a leader, not even about baseball, as a leader, when you have a group of people that you need to trot out there and and say, Hey, everyone follow me. Let's go do something. You do not, you do not air out all of your grievances and continue this, this little petty war in media. So, you know, LaRouche is the one that made the comment uh, uh, to the media. He could have totally handled that internally. He's the one that made the first comment in the media. All the players then responded and pretty much said, you know, screw you, dude. Yeah. And, and then he goes like, oh, well, you know what, Lance Flynn? Well, he's got a locker and I got, a, I got an office. So, you know. What the- a
1: horrible way to, to handle this. I mean, it was just, it's, it's a hot mess. And even Team and- and Tim Anderson has to go on Instagram. We got, we got our dudes back. I mean, this, this is how we do it. I I don't see any redeemable quality facet or anything about how Tony Rusa has been handling this at all.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, here's the thing. The white Sox are one of the best teams in baseball. So right now there is a, there is a rallying effect. When you have this stuff, the players all rally around and they do it for each other. Having said that the moment the moment that the White Sox start going south and they hit a slump because every team hits a slump in a season, Larusa is going to be on the hot seat real quick because it's easy to get through these moments when you're winning. When you're losing, that's when the crap hits the fans. So um, I'm very interested to see what happens in the future with the White Sox because they're way too good of a team to have a distraction like this and La Russa is way too out of touch to be handling all of this young talent on that team. They are such an exciting bunch. Their youthful exuberance should be celebrated. We talked a little bit about that last week, and uh, you know, I'm all for breaking some of these unwritten rules and, and making the game more fun to attract more fans.
1: Yes. It,
2: it seems like uh, Tony La Russa has only one dude in his corner, and that's Jerry Reinstorf. Everybody else in that organization doesn't like him or want him. As right. part of the team, it was just one of those things. Well, the owner's friends with him. He's the guy. And even from the get go, like I think Tim Anderson also, before the yeah. season was. Yeah. So, and when you have Lance Lynn coming out and all this stuff, I, I think I, I don't see how this ends well. At some point, something has to give. And to your point, Evan, Ulysses and I have been saying this for so long. You've got a game that's 15 to 4 in the ninth inning, you have to put a hitter or a position player on the mound. There, there needs to be a mercy rule clause yes. or something where if a team is getting, if a team is losing by 12 or 15 and it's the, the sixth inning, the seventh inning, that team should have the right to say, we want to save our pitching. We want to save our guys for the, We, we acknowledge we're not coming back in this game and, and to have some kind of mechanism to be able to do that. Nobody's staying for that
1: game. People don't, people are tuning out anyway. So just end it at that point.
0: That's my
2: opinion. Even-
1: I mean, you don't even have to look at it as like, oh, we're trying to rest guys or like, oh, well, this game is lost. Just you could just use the IL as your prerogative to end the game. Like, look, if we put our second baseman up there like the Red Sox did last year and then he gets hit in the face in the quad or whatever. And now he gets to go in the IL. what, What good is that doing to anybody? Just end the game. I think we've talked about a mercy rule where the the manager, for example, could have. Six per season, one, and you can use it once a month, like a challenge sort of thing. And then, then you know what? It's ten to yeah. two, it's fifteen to three, uh, it's this eighth inning. Look, guys, I'm gonna make the call. Let's just
0: end it. Would you be right. okay with a, a kind of like a white flag surrender, Evan? Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. And and here's the thing. I mean, look, one, you can always put parameters on it. If a team abuses it, you can find them heavily. Whatever it might right. be you know, no manager is going to throw in the towel, like consistently, right? If you continue to throw in the towel, you're going to right. leave the locker room, you know, and you're going to probably get fired immediately anyway, which if you have to throw in the towel that many times, you're probably going to get fired anyway. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think there's any problems in that. And, and you can create, um, and I know there are graphs out here. I don't know it off the top of my head. Haven't seen in a while. But you know, there are graphs where it's like if you are down X runs at this point of the game, yes. you, know, you have a ninety-nine percent chance of losing. You know, we can do all those scenarios and figure out when we hit that benchmark right. after the seventh inning and just go from there. Because if we are encroaching on this situation. It's a blowout and the fans have probably sat there in the stands for the requisite amount of time anyway. (laughs) So it's not like they're getting cheated either.
1: And it's yeah. not like they're in Tropicana Field with 72 degrees and feeling good. No, they sometimes are in April in Chicago, and it's negative 55. So, I mean, honestly, like, do people a favor. What, what temperature scale are you using? <laughs> Kelvins.
2: Yeah, there we go. I was a little, man, yeah, I guess it, maybe it does get that cold sometimes. I That's why we stay in Florida here. We're, we're Floridians. Like, we don't you know. Go. What yeah. goes on in, in other states
0: there? Well, any number below 40 is like, I've never seen. Oh, before. any number below Unheard
2: 55. Of. If it's below 55, yeah. I've got like three jackets on. I'm telling you. Like yeah. you, you'll learn yeah. quick, Evan. I'm telling you <laughs> a year you're, you're here and you go back to New York and it's like 60 degrees in the spring or whatever. You're going to be like, man, it is. I is. I'm, I'm I got my earmuffs on and yes. walking around with the scarf. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's there's something about like the blood thins out. I, I don't know, but there there is a difference there because I did grow up in, in Indiana and now I go back there and it's like 50-something degrees and I I don't want to be outside whatsoever. The other thing too with the the whole Tony Larusa Your Mean Mercedes thing is like I've heard this of you know, first of all, he's a rookie, he's 28 years old. He's trying to make his buck, he's trying to yeah. have staying power, and probably these teams do have statistics that throws out garbage stats and garbage home runs. But at the end of the day, you want to be able to put up your numbers. And uh, the moment you kind of let down and say, I'm not going to try hard here, that's where you can get hurt or something happens to you if, if you're not, you know, all in on the game there. So there's a lot to, to unpack with that. Um, one other thing, Evan, I want to get to before we get to uh, baseball trivia and name that war um, there have been, and Ulysses and I talked about this on yesterday's program, uh, there have now been six no-hitters. Seven if you count Madison Bumgarner's seven-inning yeah. feat. there. Uh, the modern era record is seven, and I believe there's also been 21 complete games to this point. It seems like you, being sports director for WTSP and working in sports media, like other sports, have focused on emphasizing scoring and offense, NFL, NBA, college basketball, NHL look at how many goals the the lightning and and Panthers scored last night but like MLB is seemingly going backwards with scoring where intentionally or unintentionally with changing the baseball now we've gotten to a point where there is like no offense at all and is there a point where it's like there's just too many no hitters and too many great pitching performances that it dilutes everything and just doesn't make the game as enjoyable anymore
0: I uh, I had this, I had this debate actually with my mother as well. And I, I put it on Twitter. You know, I said it, I said it kind of loosely as a joke. Like m- the thing that I threw out there on Twitter was are no hitters still a big deal. I understand they're a big deal for that individual. I'm not taking away right. the feet for them. Okay. Are they still, uh, stop the press. Oh my God, what just happened? We saw something amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it's a no, to me, it's, it's, it's an incredible accomplishment. It's very hard to do. It's a mixture of skill and luck. Look, I mean, here's a thing: like Jacob Degrom can't figure out how to do a no hitter, but Spencer Turnbull knows how to turn. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, John Means, uh, and John Means is like decent. I mean, he's a good young Carlos hitter. Rodon. All these guys, Carlos yeah, DeGrom- right. Okay, here was my thing I said the uh, the other night, right? Joe Musgrove. Radon, uh Wade Miley, um, the other two men we mentioned, like if you put them in a starting rotation, like you're not happy with that rotation. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like so it's not even something where it's like, oh, like you have to be the upper echelon to pull off this feet. No, you can be like Wade Miley, who's bounced around uh, teams like he's Miguel Cairo and and will figure it out, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> what, a, what a great Devil's Ray throwback name. You know, I think... With Miguel the, Cairo, you can go on any Locked On podcast and it works. That's yes, the the it does. works. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. I
1: think the, the no-hitter thing, I, I agree with that, except for, you know, that's why I like it so much because it's a little bit of magic this fairy dust it doesn't happen sometimes to the greats sometimes the greats never actually achieve that but a bailey for the reds did it didn't he do it twice uh, if i remember correctly okay, hey, hey don't give away them. my trivia question here
0: this this pertains to my trivia question so don't go out
2: naming guys who've had no okay hitters. let's go okay,
0: to the Bayley, next thing. <laughs> back to back yeah he was not like you know consecutive starts i mean he was the he did it and then he was the next guy that did it yeah yeah,
2: it's kind of crazy. I think, honestly, it's going to get to the point where we've got to... I mean, didn't we have no hitters in back-to-back days with yes. Turnbull and Corey Kluber? So I think it's going to get to a point where perfect game is the new thing. And we'll have he to means, like
0: celebrate those a little bit more. And, and, or and those might more. And John Means had the perfect game, right? He literally yeah. didn't have the yeah. perfect game because of a drop third strike, which, by the way... By the way, I was having a conversation with quirky things in sports. Sorry, tiny rant here. Quirky things in sports, right? Baseball's drop third strike. One of the weirdest things that we just don't question enough. Like, <laughs> right. all you just out and, and the pitch just goes by the wayside and you get to run to first and be on base. Uh, and, and the reason I bring this up is because yesterday I was at the hockey game. and I was like, you know what we don't talk about enough? That we send grown men into a tiny box for committing a penalty. We <laughs> <You laughs> just go like, hey. Hey, pause the action. We have a tiny little hole for you to crawl into. We'll see you in two minutes.
1: Yeah, the, the dunce hat, the grown-up yeah. dunce hat, you know, that you see on Tom and Jerry cartoons from the 50s, like, like, yeah.
0: And then we'll have, like, five or six people stuffed in the box. Like, have we not, like, gotten to the point where we can expand the box? Like, why does yeah. it have to a tiny box?
2: <laughs> That's great. That's great. Another thing, too, that I, like, chewing tobacco in, in baseball, like, at some point... Like Kevin Cash, we know what you're doing when you're hiding behind that little cup you have, we, and, you, and you kind of bow your head. Yeah, we know you've got a whole bunch of chew in your mouth, and you're trying to make it not as noticeable with that. Okay, uh, before, we're, we're going to move on, because I, I don't want you guys to spoil my, my trivia question here, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll stay on that in a second. But first, we've got to tell you about uh, the greatest protein bar on the planet. And that is Bilt Bar. So many, so many delicious flavors you'll never, ever get bored. They also have the occasional limited time flavor as well. Uh, We've got flavors like mint brownie, peanut butter chocolate, double chocolate, salted caramel, coconut almond. The list goes on and on. There's a little bit of something for everyone. And uh, the nutritional facts will kind of blow your mind as well. 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, just four grams of sugar, and just four grams net carbs. So go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and that, uh, and you'll get fifteen percent off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, the numerals one five, for fifteen percent off at builtbar.com. Okay, this trivia question, and actually, Ulysses, you will be presenting. Name that war too, so changing things up a bit. But this question for Evan and then Ulysses, if you need to help out later on, but something tells me that uh, Evan's gonna do pretty well on this one. Uh, there have been 35 pitchers who have thrown at least two no hitters, including the postseason, according to the Elias Sports Bureau. What I want you to do, Evan, is name three of these pitchers, three of these 35. Who have thrown at least two no hitters? Uh, what I'm going to do, little uh, amendment here. Homer Bailey does not count. We're taking that wow, out man. of the equation. So <laughs> uh, I've got I've got a lot of guys here, and some of these guys retired, active, etc. So give it a shot if you can. Uh, Max Scherzer. Scherzer uh, is yes, he is one. Uh, Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan. Uh, yeah, he's had seven of them. Um. And then... Clemens? Uh, Roger Clemens, I do not see on this list, but some of these guys did play in Clemens' era. Strike one. That is strike one.
0: Um,
2: Doc Gooden? Doc Gooden. Oh, Doc I Holliday. Do... Doc Holliday. Okay, that is correct. The late, great Doc Holliday, who actually... Passed away in Pasco County. Yeah, he had yeah. two. So there you go, Evan, with a little, a uh, little help, little assistance from Ulysses there <laughs> on the camera, which is okay. That's okay. Uh, okay Ulysses, okay. you want to try to you, you want to try to see
1: if you can rapid fire a couple more of these? Oh no no the, the uh, Verlander I would say Verlander yeah he's on he's got three backup yeah yeah that was my backup okay
2: Koufax nice. Bob I'll Feller see, Cy Young did Gibson ever do it twice with Johnny Vanderbilt?
0: Uh, didn't he do like back-to-back like perfectly i i yeah. so
2: what i did i'm sure he's on the list but what i did is i took all the names that like nobody's ever heard of yeah okay, okay. The things. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. like but randy johnson hidea nomo right. mark burley the rays remember him well right yes, yes. Uh, of course uh, Tim Lincecum, Jake Arrieta, et cetera. Lincecum. So those, um, those are some of the guys. Yeah. Um, okay. Very good. Took a little bit of time, but you got, it. got, I, got I, it. I had confidence in you. Look, if I had included Homer Bailey, that one would have been
0: you would have easy. Homer Bailey is that weird, quirky one. I yeah. remember. It's like I remember how uh, Alec Mills threw a no-hitter. For some reason, I remember that. I just wow. stashed that away in the back of my head.
2: <laughs> so funny because I watched Homer Bailey in AAA uh, when he was playing for the Louisville Bats and he was supposed to be like the next like Hall of Fame pitcher. And he's had a good, very good long career, but we we tend to boost up these prospects as, oh, this guy's yeah. going to be the next whatever. Yeah. So, uh, okay, Ulysses, name that war. What you got?
1: Well, I've got a fan favorite, and this could be top five ever fan favorites for the Tampa Bay race, Mr. Carlos Pena. Uh, I've got his baseball reference war. So Evan and Kevin, you guys can put your thoughts out in the air and uh, give me some math here. Hmm. You know, I think I'm
2: going to let Evan guess first because I think yeah. I know the answer to this or I'm pretty close to the answer, so I'm going to I'm going to wait uh, my turn uh, on that one.
0: I'll go th- okay. I'll will go, go 29.7. Cool. Okay. Cool.
2: I'm going to going to jeopardy this one, undercut it a little bit or price is right, whatever, I don't know. I don't watch <laughs> game shows. 27, I'll say. 27 is Carlos Peña's career War.
1: Very good, Mr. Kloskin, Mr. Weiss. Uh, Carlos Pena had a career war of 25.5. He was mm. a one-time All-Star, a one-time Gold Glove Award winner, and a one-time Silver Slugger. Plus, he led uh, uh, the league in 09 when he was an All-Star with 39 home runs. If it wasn't for a, I believe, a Sabathia hit by pitch, he would have actually kept going because uh, it was early September and he could have uh, eclipsed those uh, 40 home runs once again. So good job. Uh,
2: you, you want to mention the fact that he also batted well under 200 a couple of times and was the strikeout king and, you know, all these different things. No As well, although in that. this era, this era, it'd hey. be like, oh, he doesn't strike out all that much.
0: Yeah, like honestly, Carlos Pena, Carlos Pena and Andre Ethier back in a day with a Spider-Man meme where they were like pointing at each other. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, honestly, good. look at his career line. Uh, 232 batting average, 346 on base, a slugging of 462. So the OPS was at 808. Uh, you would take that any day right now. Any
0: day right now. Yes. Um,
1: okay, Evan. I got,
0: go ahead. I got sorry, one you guys. Yeah. All okay. Right. And this might be an easy one. I don't know, but I wanted to get a, a Rays trivia question because I didn't know it. Um, cool. The longest hitting streak in Rays history.
1: Um, I have two options there. It's either Jason Bartlett or Johnny Damon. I'm gonna go with my boy, Jason Bartlett. That is correct.
0: Oh. Wow. Do you know how many games it was.
1: I believe it was either 31 or 33 games, so let's go with 33. I'm going to give Kevin a
0: guess because that's not correct. Oh, I'll say 31. <laughs> 19. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, I – Breakable. Th- uh, Breakable, guys. I, yes.
1: Yes, it is. Wow, 19. Nine. Somebody get to that 56. You can do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is a great <laughs> trivia question that is great. i love this they're i good. love
2: evan bringing it back and giving us oh, yes. a, a trivia question i, I, I will say ulysses is much better at these things than i didn't even know on yesterday's show i was like who was the last ray to throw a no hitter and i said matt entry i wasn't even close it was matt garza a decade ago like i, I just don't that.
1: remember oh, man. Yeah, so yeah if I, I i oh. I just need to monetize this, Kevin, this useless trivia, just dancing in my brain, figure out how I can make money off it. And then we're off and yeah. running. That's yeah. like my girlfriend. She knows every birthday of every celebrity. You just name
2: a date, <laughs> November 12th. And she can, or you, you name the, the person like Leo DiCaprio. Oh, his birthday is so-and-so. And he is uh, an Aquarius wow. or Gemini or whatever. I, it's I, really I have a
0: friend that can, that can tell you like the day of the year on any date. Like if you said, Oh. Uh, January 4th, like 1992, he'd be like, Oh, that's a Tuesday. Whoa. Okay. Oh my that's, gosh. that's awesome. It was like, it was like, I watched a 60, uh, 60 minute thing on it. We'll do that for another podcast. Yes, <laughs> we'll it. save that for another
2: podcast. Uh, Evan, where can people find your work and reach out to you?
0: Yeah. Uh, at E WTSP, uh, again, 10 Tampa sports director, please check us out. Channel 10, obviously. And on 10, tampacom have all your coverage. Rays, of course, but we also cover all the Tampa Bay area teams um, between the Buccaneers, the Lightning. So uh, please hit us up on social media, including my Facebook as well. Uh, Appreciate it if you give me a like. Thank you.
2: Very good. All right, Uh, that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Remember to tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Today podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you next week.